we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome, I'm Kelly Hatfield. Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So today we're gonna to explain the idea of leveraging yourself through science to double your income and to give you a level of control over your life beyond what you've ever experienced before. And so today we're gonna to explain exactly how our 12 minute a day methodology works. And so maybe to start out, Kelly, I'll explain quickly my results and you do the same and then we'll, we'll get rolling. Sounds good, let's do it. So, so as, as you may know from hearing my story, at 50, I wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And to change things, I, I decided to find the top book in the world on success and apply that, that book literally word for word to my life. Well, I do a little research. I discovered that the book Think and Grow Rich is the top book in the world on success, been read by 100 million people. So, I get the book, think it's perfect for what I wanted. And I uh, read the book and I, then I discovered there's a secret for success, but the author only gives you half of the secret. Well, I'm bummed out and, uh, but, but ultimately man up, um, really dig into the book deep and, and figure out the full secret and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it and uh, start applying it to a new business I started. And uh, my income starts doubling and doubling to the point where four years later, I was blessed to be netting $5 million a year, which was 25 times what I'd never made before. So that's the transformation it had on my life. Well, as far as mine is concerned, um, when John and I met, I was, um, I had two, different businesses, you know, um, and grossing seven, eight figures, not netting, you know, um, not yet anyway. Um, and within, you know, once uh, applying this methodology and religiously using this methodology, 12 minutes a day, I doubled my income within the first year. I mean, it was just crazy. And we're not talking like doubling, you know, I was making a hundred thousand dollars and then I was making $200,000, you know, it, it wasn't that it is, um, it is, it was substantial, you know, where it doubled my income and then just so many other um, benefits that I wasn't expecting, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, John, but I was fried when we met, you know, super burned out on this quest, you know, and um, so not only did I double my income, but it was who I became through the process of that right. and how that impacted my life. So um, I'm excited to, to dig in. I know in prior episodes, you've heard my story, um, but I'm really excited to talk about the actual methodology today. And John, I know there was a lot going on, you know, with, with you, you know, at the time that you discovered this. So, right. And, and, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to, I want to share something really personal and, and maybe be vulnerable. Um, so as I turned 50, there was a lot more going on in my life than just feeling that scarcity of, of time. My mom was dying and she was dying of pancreatic cancer. And she was probably in the hospital for like eight weeks in Dallas. And every night after work, I'd go see her, you know, and I'd, I'd hold her hand, I'd talk to her and Kelly, I just love on her. And it was everything I could do to keep from breaking, breaking down in front of her. You know, I'd spend two hours with her and then I'd leave and I'd, I'd walk out into that cold, dark hospital parking lot. I'd get in my car and just cry my eyes out. 
And this goes on for like eight weeks, just crying my eyes out for 30 minutes every single night uh, before I drive home. And, and obviously I was feeling the impending loss of my mom, but, but I just knew there was something deeper that was going on uh, because I'd never experienced this level of emotion, you know, night after night, it was just excruciating. <clears throat> and what was really going on was I, I felt like I was just letting my mom down with my life. You know, my parents had given me everything they possibly could they sent me to Jesuit High School in Dallas uh, when they really didn't have the money. And they, they sent me to the University of Texas and paid for everything. And so, you know, just night after night, I'm sobbing in my car and with this horrible feeling that I'm letting my mom down. And they just give me all the advantages, but, but I'm not making a dent in the world. Um, all I had was the average life. And I hated the average life because I just, I just knew I was capable of so much more. Um, and that pain I was feeling every night was gut-wrenching. And like I said, this is, this is going on night after night as I'm reading the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the pain I was feeling, boy, it was like rocket fuel and causing me to go deeper and deeper into Think and Grow Rich, and really deeper than any person on the planet ever had to really figure out the full secret. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. And, you know, I don't know, it was, I'm, I'm thinking back of like a, a really a pivotal uh, night when this is going on, and um, this was really the night that that my my life changed forever, and um, it was it was uh, oh I don't know it was just different I I uh, I could tell it was different because it was snowing that night and so you know I go see my mom and love on her and 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 then go in my car and cry my eyes out for thirty minutes and then then I start to drive home and and again I just feels different and and I see the the snowflakes hitting my windshield as I'm driving home. And so when I, when I get home, I plop butt down in my, my favorite comfy chair and I read a few pages of Think and Grow Rich. Now, keep in mind, this is probably the 10th time I'd read the book. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, again. But this thing's bound to sink in at some point. I know. I mean, <laughs> somehow into this thick head, let's, Let's get this thing. And so, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, digging into it and uh, trying to figure out that full secret. And uh, that night I read that uh, my success comes down to my daily actions. You know, the cumulative effect of my daily actions determines my success in each area of, of my life. And I read that and I'm like, okay, never really thought about it like that, but I certainly buy that. And then I read that 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, by now I'm, I'm tired and I'm ready to go to bed. So I, I put the book down and I go wash my face and brush my teeth and get in bed. But, you know, Kelly, I can't stop thinking about what I'd read. Uh, that 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. And, you know, then it hit me. I'm like, well, I don't control my daily actions. Yet those daily actions are the very thing that determine my success in each area of my life. And I'm, you know, I know this is something significant. It feels like an epiphany. I mean, life-changing. And so I sit up in bed and think about it. And I'm, you know, watching the snowflakes fall outside. And I then realized that I only control my intentions. And I'm thinking, well, well, what, what controls my daily actions? Well, if 95% of them are unconscious, then it's my, my uh, subconscious mind, my autopilot. And <clears throat> Kelly, at that point, now, 
now the dots are starting to connect. That's that's why I think and Grow Rich spend so much time thinking or talking about auto-suggestion and the subconscious mind. And it all starts to sort of come together at that moment. And, and I realize that what's been holding me back for like 20 something years is this false belief about success. Uh, now I saw that, that how success works, that my success is determined by my daily actions and 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. Therefore, my success comes down to controlling my, my autopilot. And you know, really it was that epiphany that changed my life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I can so relate because in the work that, that we've done together, you know, that was the very same really epiphany um, that I had, you know, right. which was, oh my gosh, 95% of my day I spend on autopilot, you know, and I remember you saying to me, you know, success is determined by the cumulative effect of your daily actions, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm thinking about my daily actions and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all clear to me now. <laughs> right. You know, I'm dealing with everybody else's agenda all day and being pulled into. And I'm like, well, no wonder why, you know, um, I'm I'm not where I want to be. I mean, that was one of the the things that I thought about as we were talking about that autopilot and success being determined by your daily actions. I, I had some real epiphany moments, those ones where you sit back on your heels and you're like, huh, okay. Right. It's Just like I set up in bed that night. <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. Well, and you do, you'll appreciate this, and I'll, I'll share how I really, what the full secret of thinking grow rich is, and this is really how I discovered this, and this is like a, a week later uh, after I had uh, had the epiphany that my autopilot determines my success, uh, now a new epiphany came to me. And so, you know, I go to the hospital, see my mom, love on my mom, and I get home from the hospital. And, and now I'm starting to think about my life as I, as I lay in bed that night. And, and I'm thinking about the frustration of working so hard for 20 years, but not really having anything to show for it. Uh, the disconnect between my efforts, my results, uh, never getting traction and just so frustrating, Kelly, because, um, you know, I worked harder than all my friends. And, and I thought back about when I turned 40, you know, I decided to take a new approach. Um, and in my 40s, I decided, you know, I'm just going to do my best. That's all I control. So I'm just going to uh, focus on doing my best and let the results turn out, whatever they are, just put my head down and, and work hard. But as I'm thinking about that, um, now an inconvenience truth starts to bubble up. And this one really hurt me emotionally. I saw that for 10 years or longer, I wasn't doing anything close to my best. I wasn't playing full out. You know, I thought I was, but, but I, wasn't, I wasn't even close. You know, if, if, if my daily actions are what determines my success and I'm not controlling my autopilot, then I've been deceiving myself for years. This, this false belief that I had that of just head down, work hard was wrong for decades. And the epiphany that came to me that night was that I was playing the game of life that, I don't know, maybe five or 10% of my potential. And you know, that, that really hurt because doing my best really was my identity, just like I know it is with you. And uh, it was who I was, and and uh, and I. It really hurt to see that for decades I had a fundamental misguided understanding of what it meant to do my best. Um, yeah, I was working hard, but boy, I sure wasn't working smart. And so, you know, I'm feeling that pain of, you know, being misguided for, for like decades, and I remember wallowing in that pain for like 30 minutes. But then that, that pain actually morphed into something life-changing. The full secret of Think and Grow Rich came to me. And I saw exactly what the full secret was. So are, are you ready to hear it? I, I know it, but I'm ready for everybody <laughs> else to hear it. <laughs> Good. 
Well, here's the full secret to the top book in the world on success. What you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. So let me say that again. What you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And I realized, well, I had to define exactly the person I wanted to be, exactly what I wanted to accomplish, and precisely how I was going to achieve my clearly defined goals. And so once I had that realization, boy, Kelly, the next day I was on fire. I mean, over the next two weeks, I defined all those things. And then I, I really developed the key component of, of our system, the template. And, and the, the template made it so that all that clarity I created was succinct. And, and so that it wouldn't take me very long each morning to, to read it and feed it to myself. And so the, the template allowed me to apply all the science of the human mind I'd learned from Think and Grow Rich. You know, it talked about uh, um, auto-suggestion and, and it talked about, you know, a lot on the subconscious mind. And it said that, that, that repetition is how you influence the subconscious mind. And, and so um, I saw that to, to influence my autopilot, it took that, that uh, repetition uh, to, re to rewire my, my autopilot. So does that, that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely it does. And, you know, it's funny when you and I met, you know, um, you were a guest on my podcast at the time. This was a few years ago. Right. And uh, so much of what you're saying now, I remember specifically it was about the science of success. And I thought, hmm, interesting, science. Right. You know, it was the first time that I'd ever heard science applied. Because I'm like, like you know, uh, you who are listening um, you know, committed to growth. You know, I'm a seeker of knowledge. You know, I've been learning all kinds of strategies and, but this sounded so different to me, this idea of science and understanding how to leverage your brain to create success in your life, because nobody teaches you how to do that. Our parents don't, our teachers don't, you know, so, um, when we met this, this light just went off and, and, I was, I had the very same, I remember sitting down to meet with you when we were, we began the process and you taking right. me through this process that you went through. And you said to me, do you control your daily actions? And I was like, well, yeah, who else does? <laughs> right. Who else is running the show? Exactly. You know, so, um, but, but a real epiphany for me, John, was when you said no, you control your intentions, you know, and then understanding and learning the science behind it, you know, and, and um, I, I had thought that I controlled my actions. So understanding, you know, that 95% of what I do each day is on autopilot, you know, and that to have a higher level of success in my life, I needed to reprogram that autopilot and get it working for me versus against me. And I too thought that I was playing full out. I mean, I was working so hard, you know, and the harder I worked, the less profit we made, the right. more stressed I was, you know, and so, um, and I remember laying in bed at night and thinking, I know I have more gas in the tank, right. like why this feels way harder than it should be, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, I know I've got more to give, why am I not giving it, or why am I not accessing what I need to access to be able to play full out, and right. I would beat myself up in that thought pattern at night, laying awake, thinking about that. So it wasn't right. until, you know, really these conversations we had and then beginning to uh, practice, you know, the 12 minute a day method that things completely shifted for me. Right. Well, and, you know, isn't it, isn't it interesting that that it's that false belief that is the problem because you you know, nobody really has talked to people about, you know, making them see that that their daily actions determine their success. Like you said, you know, you weren't thinking about that. And and you, but then it made sense that, yes, okay, I buy that. But but then that epiphany of seeing that 
that uh, 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. And I, I remember you, you gave me some pushback on that and we, we Googled it. And, you know, as, as you will see, anybody will see, if you Google what percentage of my daily actions are unconscious, you'll see in big, dark, bold letters, it'll say 95%. And, and so I thought that was, that was powerful to, to actually prove to you rather than just being another statistic you hear. Um, and the other thing I think was powerful was I was telling you that, that we're innately wired for survival and that the effect of that is that uh, your 90% uh, of your thoughts are fear-based and you're reactive rather than proactive on your important agenda. And, and so the takeaway from that is that, you know, when you open your eyes each morning, you're on autopilot most of the day, innately wired to be fear-based, reactive, and negative. Well, <laughs> that's exactly the opposite of how you need to be if you want to be productive, creative, and happy. And, you know, that's why I think uh, uh, you and I both had that experience of we're operating at 10% of our potential, but we don't know why. And, and once this sort of came into our focus, then we understood, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's like that analogy of a, a computer. You know, your brain is the most powerful computer on the planet, yet we're running it with an antiquated operating system. We're essentially running it on the first version of Windows. What, you remember DOS? Yeah, I was just going to say, we're DOS, man. Right. Well, you know, uh, of course it runs clunky. Uh, sure, sure, and that's 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 maybe the best analogy of of why you you innately feel like you're you're playing at ten percent of your potential that you and I felt, and so many of our clients have felt, and you know it's interesting though uh, uh, with with regular software you don't have to put the operating system in the computer every every day. Well, with this. You do. You have to reprogram yourself every day. Uh, and that's the bad news. But the good news is it only takes 12 minutes a day, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think, too, when you think about, you know, just on a side note here, think about how long it took this programming, that autopilot, that 95% of your unconscious thoughts each day are all made up of all of your past experiences, yeah. you know, the stories that you tell yourself, um, you know, like your old, your habits, some that serve you, some that don't, you know, that's, mm -hmm. it's all of these, like, I think of it as like ruts in the road, you know, yeah, um, that right. you can get, that you're able to get stuck in. So it took you, like, if you're listening to this and you're 40 years old, it took you 40 years for that programming, you know, that, yeah. you know, so it, it's going to need to be something that you install every day because, we're talking about the subconscious that's been programmed the way it's been programmed for your entire existence, right? Right, right. Why don't you explain the three-step process of, of, you know, rewiring your, your autopilot? Yeah, so I'll be really quick here. Um, so the first is clarity. John, you talked a little bit about that earlier where, you know, you're getting immense clarity about who you are, what you want to accomplish, how you're going to accomplish that. You know, along with many, many other things that you're getting clarity about. It's quite the it's quite the process. Um, and and then, we're getting that through the questionnaire. Yep. Through that questionnaire. And, you know, I, I'll say um, that's one of the hardest parts of the process is getting the clarity because yeah. so many of us, you know, I could, I'll speak for myself. I hadn't sat down and really thought deeply about my life business, you know, I blew the dust off of my business plan. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was from 10 years As ago. Most people do. <laughs> exactly. So the clarity part was the most challenging. But once you're finished with the clarity, even that step in and of itself is like a weight being lifted. We talk about this, John, the mind thriving on order. Right, right. As soon as you begin to get the clarity, that's the beginning of this process. Then we plug that into our proprietary template that John mentioned, you know, and from there, that repetition John was talking about is reading it every day for 12 minutes a day. And what you'll begin to see happen is by doing that consistently, 
you are rewiring your autopilot. And, you know, uh, three to four weeks before you really begin to see the results. Um, Some things happen more quickly than others, um, you know, depending on how hardwired those things are um, in. But it's usually about three to four weeks before you begin to see the the effects of, of what you're reading every day. Right. So again, it's a it's a three-step process. You create the clarity through our questionnaire. That's step one. Step two is you put that clarity into our template uh, and make it succinct. And and because the subconscious mind only responds to things that are specific too. So we're making it succinct and specific. So that's step two, get it on the template. Step three is uh, is now the rewiring of your uh, autopilot starts and it, it'll take about three weeks. And then once, once it's completed, three things you're gonna experience. The first thing is you're gonna, you're gonna feel this immense sense of control over your life to a level beyond what you've experienced before. And, and that would make sense because you're taking, you're creating the succinct articulation of your life and feeding it to yourself every day. So the first thing you experience is that control. And that control then creates confidence. You know, I mean, that's just natural that if you feel in control of your life, it's going to make you feel confident. And, and you're focused only on what moves the needle. All distractions fall by the wayside. And it's only a thousand times better than how most people, most entrepreneurs are working where they're, you know, they're scattered, they're, they're stressed. Uh, again, that's, that's the effect of the antiquated operating system. And, and this is just overlaying um, a new operating system. And so that, that confidence will, will come through and then the third thing you experience, and this again takes, um, you know, probably about three weeks, then things start happening automatically without thinking. I mean, it's like a light bulb goes on uh, once it's fully wired. And um, uh, is that what you experience? those three things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, that automatically without thinking and really the discipline to do things that I couldn't do before, because that was the thing that I would get so mad at myself about is that, you know, I'd have the best intention right. of, 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 of doing something and I would do it for a couple of days, maybe a week. And then right. something would happen that would throw me off track. And then I would stop doing whatever that behavior was that was necessary. Yeah. And so that no longer exists in my life. I'm probably one of the most disciplined people that, that, um, I know because I practice this method because I, and it's the really cool part is that I don't even have to think about it. It doesn't feel like discipline because it's just something I'm doing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember when we were going through it, I was, I was telling you, I gave you that story about getting married and, uh, you know, it was so hard to get a girl to marry me. Uh, you know, I did, I, I found her through this method and, and, but by the time I manned up and decided to marry her, um, I remember, uh, getting married and I saw that every once in a while your, your spouse will say something irritating. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it actually happens. And, uh, and I'm like, boy, I tell you, I darn sure don't want to lose her. Uh, because, you know, when she says something irritating, maybe what I'd say in return was, was not the most pleasant thing. And so um, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to program myself to be flexible, patient, and thoughtful. Well, off I go. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in my template. I'm describing what that means relative to my relationship with the change. And, um, and so, you know, 15 days in, I'm no more flexible, patient, or thoughtful than when I started. And, but about the 21st, 22nd day, Jen says something irritating. And Kelly, in that moment, I was flexible, patient, and thoughtful. And that's who I had become. And the point of sharing that story is that uh, the reason it didn't work 15 days in is because the rewiring of my autopilot wasn't complete. And it only became complete about three weeks 
uh, in. And, and I'm always amazed that it always seems to happen around that three week, four week at the max. And, and then, you know, like magic, uh, it, um, it happened automatically without thinking. I was flexible, patient, and thoughtful. So I love that story. And it does a good job too of demonstrating, you know, what I mentioned earlier about that, you know, um, discipline where I would do something for a certain amount of time and then stop. Well, yeah. if that's to what your brain, the pattern that you've created in your brain, like it thinks that you're going to go, go back to that default yeah. kind of way you've been doing it. So I think that might be one of the reasons why that time frame is where you say it is, is because of that example I just gave a little bit earlier, yeah. it's used to, it's used to you falling off the wagon, so to speak. <laughs> right, right. It, it's finally the subconscious mind goes, I give up. If you're going to do this for three or four weeks every day, I give up. It's like uncle. Right. Yeah. And you know, I tell you, I truly, and I know you feel this way too. It's, it's like having a superpower. And I, I'll give you an example of that. And this, this happened a while back. Um, but it's, I think it's a great example. So I want to go see one of my clients in San Antonio. And so um, it was around Christmas and I thought, you know, I'm going to get the ginch to go with me. And, and so I tell her, you know, just, you know, meet me at Starbucks uh, at, at two o'clock and we'll head out in my car. And so I get there a little early and uh, like I said, it's Christmas. So I decide I'm going to have a brownie. Okay. So I get a brownie and I start eating it. Now, keep in mind, one of the things I have in my template that I program myself is that I'm aware of everything I put in my, my mouth. Well, I'm aware of it and I'm aware that it doesn't taste very good, but I keep on eating it and I finish the brownie and, and Jen shows up and we jump in my car and drive to San Antonio. And I notice that, you know, I just don't feel very good. Uh, I've certainly lost my appetite. And so uh, when we get home that night, I'm like, I'm changing one word in my template. I, instead of I evaluate every, everything, uh, or I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth. Now I'm going to evaluate everything I put in my, my mouth. So it's one word change. So the next night we go out and have uh, dinner, uh, have Mexican food with uh, uh, Will, Ginger's son, and I order the tacos. Well, the tacos come and uh, again, they're not very good, but this time now I'm evaluating everything I put in my mouth and I just slide those tacos away and don't have another bite. And that happens completely unconsciously, just happens unconsciously. And I remember when I got home that night, I'm like, boy, if that's not a superpower, I don't know what is. When you can make yourself take the right actions automatically without thinking, that is a superpower. And, you know, we see it not only in, in health, and, but in re relationship with, with Jenge, in, in business all the time. And I know you feel the same way about it being a superpower, don't you? Yeah, I do. I feel, um, too, like I know something other people don't. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like most people don't operate this way. And I almost feel guilty. I'm uh, like, I'm like, um, like, again, I have the superpower that more people need to know about because it, it absolutely, it's science. So if you right. do this, it, it works. Um, and it absolutely does. It is a superpower. Well, you know, some people might say, well, you know, you're, you're a robot. Well, no, you're not a robot. You're just having control over your life. I mean, what I, to me, that's what we all want most is, is simply control over our life so we can be the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the, the other thing about our, our program is, is let's, let's talk about this template because that's really the unique mechanism and, and the, the lever that, that opens the floodgates for influencing the subconscious mind. And, and this is truly a system. I mean, and, and with the uh, template being at the foundation of it. And um, uh, like we said, the process is you create this clarity in the questionnaire, and then we put it into this template. And this is where we're, we're applying uh, the sciences of the human mind. We're applying 
NLP, neuralistic programming, which is the science of, of how you say things to yourself. Um, anything else you want to add about the, the template? You know, I just, I think the template, you're taking that, that clarity from that questionnaire and making it really specific and condensing it down to one page front and back that you can read in 12 minutes a day. I right. mean, like that's part of the power of it is that it only takes the 12 minutes a day to do it. And again, going back to that control that you feel your life and this, this plan and how you're going to show it, like it's succinctly articulated on this template using all of the different science that you just mentioned and all of the clarity from everything that you've learned. Again, it is, it's like right. such a relief. I just remember feeling so much relief, you right. know? Um, so anyway, love it. Well, And you know, I tell you, and I, not that I don't want to get off into this too deeply, but you know, when we first met and became partners, we created an online course. And, and again, we're going to explain this in a little more detail in a minute, but, but, we saw that people couldn't uh, do this on their own because by their nature, they don't see their, they don't have clarity to begin with. And it took us pulling that clarity out of them. But, but even when they had clarity, it wasn't specific enough to, uh, to influence the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind only, only is influenced by things that are specific. And, you know, I think one of the coolest things about our, our template is is something that you and I have both been involved in is we you and I both do this program for the uh, coaches at the University of Texas and uh, the in in the 16 different sports there's 16 different head coaches and a few years ago as I started teaching this at the University of Texas uh, I met the athletic director at the University of Texas and um, and so he says to me, he says, you know, I, I want to learn this 12 minute a day technique. And, uh, and so I said, sure. And, and people, most people don't realize this. The University of Texas is the biggest brand in college sports. They take in more money than Notre Dame or Ohio State or USC, biggest in the country. They take in like $250 million a, a year. And Chris Del Conte is the, uh, highest paid athletic director in the country and, and just got an $18 million contract. And so, so when I taught him our methodology, um, you know, I was telling him, I said, you know, let's make the University of Texas the gold standard for mental training and conditioning. And I told him, I said, you know, we're not going to have greater athletic performance from better nutrition or, or better weight training. It's going to come from improving the mental side of the game and and you know uh, uh and i remember that time you and me were sitting in his office i loved meeting introducing to you and and you know as we're talking about that i said i said let me and kelly in some cases go meet the top experts the top sports psychologists in the world and and get their input on on upping mental performance in athletics. And, and so in the world of sports, there's three guys that are sort of head and shoulders above the rest. And one of them is Michael Gervais there in uh, Seattle, who works with Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. And I remember you and me went and spent almost a day with Michael. And it was so cool. We're at the Seahawk facility. We see, uh, 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 Russell Wilson, and we see uh, Pete Carroll there, and Michael's giving us a tour, but one of the cool things was he gives us a, a real pearl of wisdom on something, a psychological technique they use with the Seahawks that he installed. Well, you and I came back and put that in our template, and then, you know, I went and met the uh, um, mental conditioning coach for the University of Alabama, Nick Saban's guy. Well, he gives me a great uh, tip that they use at Alabama, and you and I put it in our, our template. And so I share that story because I love that, that we have the brightest minds in the world helping us tweak our, our the foundation of our uh, program, which is our template. And 
uh, don't you find that sort of cool and oh fun? yeah not just cool but just it's an honor you know what I mean to have access to these individuals who are you know willing to meet with us who have wrapped our arm their arms around what we're doing and um you know to be able to take those little pearls and then share them with everybody right you know it's pretty cool I love right. it well, and I'll explain how we teach the, the methodology and, and we'll, we'll explain this sort of quickly, but <clears throat> you know, we call it mentoring plus methodology. And so we're, we're basically taking our, our entrepreneur experience and applying it to our client's business. And, and I found that <clears throat> when I started netting $5 million a year, I learned that there were like seven key habits required to net that type of money that I damn sure wasn't doing when I was making two or 300,000 a year. And so, uh, and I know you experienced this too, but, but we took, take those seven habits and, and teach it to our, uh, our clients. And, and that's the mentoring side of it. And then the methodology causes those seven habits to show up automatically without thinking. Um, so that's basically how it works, right? Yep. It's that mentoring plus methodology. So again, the mentoring, teaching the seven habits to net over a million a year. And then John, you mentioned this a little bit earlier too. It's pulling out the specificity needed right. and the clarity. That's the other portion of that mentoring that's necessary. And then the methodology is what makes those habits and that clarity show up automatically without thinking. Right. Well, and I'll, I'll give you an example of a, of a, uh, uh, client of ours, uh, and how this played out, this combination of mentoring plus methodology. And, um, you know, so I, uh, I start teaching it to him. And uh, interestingly, he has the same false beliefs that you and I had, uh, you know, that he controlled his daily actions. And, and, and I don't know if I, I mentioned this when I was explaining teaching this to the athletic director at the University of Texas, he too had the exact same um, misunderstanding or, or false belief about success that he controlled his daily actions. Well, so as, as once we straighten that out and, and, and make him realize that, no, you control your intentions, your daily actions are controlled by your, your autopilot, I start teaching him this. And, and I, one of the things we teach is this idea of setting aside time to think two times a week. And this is a habit the top entrepreneurs in the world do, people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. And so um, I ask uh, our client, I go, well, what moves the needle in your business? Do a, do a thinking session on that. So he does it and he comes back and he says, well, uh, he's in the storage facility business and uh, uh, does many warehouses. And, and you know, he's, he's like a lot of our clients, half of them are already making a million dollars a year when they come to us and half of them are under a million. And, and this particular client was making 2 million a year when he came to us. So he says, I, he says, well, I think what moves the needle in my business is, uh, is getting properties that I've recently acquired finished and getting them uh, producing income. And I'm like, boy, I, I don't think that's it. But, but I said, let's do a thinking session together. So we, we do it. And I, I asked him, I said, well, what, uh, uh, what's your special talent? He says, well, you know, I can see opportunities in, in storage that other people can. So I'm like, okay, just remain quiet for a minute. Let's think about this. And I, I remember telling him after about a minute, I said, well, you know, I think what moves the needle is getting more properties in your evaluation pipeline and getting metrics around that and having a monthly goal. And, and you know, he was able to take that one idea and, and combine it with the methodology so that now he's feeding, here's what moves the needle. And it took, that one idea took his income to uh, $4 million a year, basically doubled it. And, uh, you know, but that's an example how the, the methodology plus the uh, mentoring fits together. 
Yeah, no, I love that story. And, and, you know, one thing that I do want to say here is that we're really selective. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is science. Yeah. So, you know, it works on everyone if you work the system, but it's not for everyone. You know, this is for people where, you know, who are really driven and where success, they're committed to success. You know, success is, is um, not a preference. Right. You know, it's, it is, um, you know, they're committed to it and it's, it's uh, not just this idea or pie in the sky, but it's something they're really committed to and driven for, you know, so, uh, you know, so it's not for everybody, but again, it does work on everyone, but this is something you've got to do it consistently and you've got to be willing to put in the work to do the, to lay the foundation and get all of the clarity and then to actually practice the method. Otherwise it doesn't work. You've got right. to actually do it. <laughs> well, and you know, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'd almost forgotten about it. But, you know, back then, before I met you, you know, as, as, this is probably four years ago, I decided, you know, if I'm going to spend my life uh, sharing this, I'm going to go meet the top expert in the world on success and share with him or her what I created. And, and so, in my opinion, that's Darren Hardy. And so about four years ago, I uh, write a big check and I go see Darren in California. I spend three days with him and, and I remember sitting down with him and showing him the template and explaining how this works. And, and he looks at it and goes, this is good. And th- then he looks closer at it. And he says, wow, this is really good. But he says, you know, John, people aren't going to spend 12 minutes a day on this. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, Darren, how the heck can that be? It's 25X my income. Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind the methodology, and uh, we're applying the central concept of the top book of the world on success. And he's, I said, what do you mean you're not going to spend 12 minutes a day on this? And he says, well, the dirty little secret of the success in human achievement field is that most people won't do anything to impact their success and achievement in life. And the reason is that for most people, more success is merely a preference, merely a preference. He says, you got to show this only to driven people. And, and I know you and I, when I heard that, I'm like, I, f- I find that hard to believe, but he knows he's, he would know more than I would. And boy, has not, that not turned out to be true. And that's why you and I are so you know, we're selective about who we teach this because we're, we're about impact. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're not driven, they're not going to do the hard work of creating that clarity. And they're probably not going to do the easy part of 12 minutes a day. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's why it's so powerful, I think. Yeah. And I think too, you know, we're on a mission. Like our goal is right. to really make an impact and help people. And so if, if, we're not working with people who are going to really wrap their arms around this and, and embrace this and become part of our community and, and tribe, then like, what are we doing this for? I mean, and we're in the place in our career and, and, right. um, you know, lives and everything where it's like, we, we work with people who are, um, we want to work with and who want to, who also are about impact. And, right. um, you know, so I love that about this is that if you, you know, if you're that type of individual, like you and I, right? you're going to um, get off the charts results. It's just the way it works. Well, and you know, I tell you, I, I uh, see that, that, and you sort of alluded to it, that we, we're creating a tribe. And, and let me explain why that is. Uh, you know, I, I, I read a book called uh, uh, Change or Die. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about people that have widowmaker heart attacks. And they said that 40% of the time people die when they have one and 60% of the time they live. But um, to not have another one, they've got to make lifestyle changes in what they eat and exercise. And, you know, guess what percent will, will make the changes? What? Like, like 10%. <laughs> 10%. And so That's the takeaway from the book is that uh, fear does not change people. And, and they get into a lot of that. Is you've got to build a community to change people. And it, they, they talk about the three R's. The first R is, is relate. The leaders, you, the leaders have to relate to where you are today. They need to have been where you were. 
That's the first one. Then the second one is repetition. They teach you the right actions to, to take and, and see that in. And then the third R is reframe. Reframe your beliefs and, and how things work. Just like, you know, we're reframing people's understanding of how, how success works and the false belief that they control their daily actions. Uh, and so that's, that's the power of a community. And I see that that's, that's really the evolution with you and me is building that community. And, you know, we, we, uh, uh, we play it out in a couple of ways. You know, we, you and I do our weekly podcast. Uh, uh, we do a, a monthly mastermind. Uh, and then once a quarter, um, we have people come to Austin and hang out in person uh, with me and sometimes with you. And so that's how we're building this this uh, tribe. But it's it's critical to to our program because this is a new way of doing life, and this is something you'll do the rest of your life. And so, you know, maybe the as we sort of start to wrap this up, uh, um, let's talk about the objection that it won't work on me. You want to take that one? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that. Um you know, you may be thinking that right now, you know, you may be thinking, well, this won't work for me. You know, I've tried stuff like this before. This won't work for me, you know, and, and understand a, a couple of different things. I know, John, you're going to take a different angle on this, but your brain is designed to protect you. And it's designed like that antiquated operating system that's geared toward fear, toward survival, toward, you know, so when you're hearing about this new way of doing life, this right. new way of doing business, there's automatic resistance that's going to be presented. And it, and it manifests in ways like this won't work for me. It's your brain's way of going, uh-oh, he or she is thinking about changing some stuff here. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. Let's put some brakes on this. So I think understanding what's actually happening to physiologically in your brain, it's doing what it's designed to do. So this idea of, well, it won't work on me, you know, just understand where that's coming from and call it for what it is, you know? Well, and I tell you, Kelly, I love it when people say it won't work on me because, you know, I, I completely understand why they would say that, you know, nothing has worked for them. So, so why would the latest thing they hear about suddenly work, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and uh, so I've completely get it, but the other side of the coin is, Hey, this works on everybody because it's pure science. It can't not work. You got to do it. Like you, you said <laughs> earlier, but, but if you do it, it works a hundred percent. 100% of the time if you're human. And, and you know, what's different with this than everything else in the success field is that everything else is strategies and, and oftentimes very good strategies. But, but you got great strategies coming out your ears. What you need is for great strategies to show up automatically without thinking and uh, in your daily actions. And, you know, that's precisely what sets this apart from everything else. And, and, you know, all the other strategies are impacting your intentions. Just like we said, you know, what you control is your intentions. Uh, your autopilot controls your daily actions. And so uh, I think that's, that's pretty uh, powerful to understand, don't you? Absolutely. And I think that is, the, that is what bridged the gap for me. Because as I mentioned earlier, and obviously, if you're listening to this, you get this, you're a seeker, a seeker of right. knowledge, you're wanting to, so I knew strategies, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to implement that into my business, or I'm going to, here's the right. latest, here's the latest productivity technique, yeah. I'm going to apply that to my, and I do it, you know what I mean? So the, until I did stop doing it, right, and didn't get the, the benefit of the compound effect. Right. That is where what makes this so much different is that it makes those behaviors show up in your everyday actions and thoughts without thinking about it. That is what bridged the gap for me. I have right. great strategies to implement and the best intentions, hmm. you know? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Well, well, you know, the other objection people I have is, well, I don't have the time. And, and you know, I see that there's three components of time. Uh, it's the 
the quantity of time, the efficiency of time, and the, the scarcity of time. And you know, on the quantity quantity of time, I mean, I don't know about about you or and most people, but you know, you, I I read how well you need to spend an hour journaling and and thirty minutes on uh, affirmations and uh, uh, fifteen minutes meditating. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I need to get going on my day. You know, yes, I, if you got something that is twelve minutes a day. Uh, I'm all for it, but I don't want to spend an hour and a half um, to start my day. And so, you know, that's one thing. And I love your story about the efficiency of time. Would you explain that and how it affected you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think, you know, if, if, if you're thinking right now, oh, just one more thing to do, you know what I mean? I don't have the time. Let me just share this quick story with you. And it ties it really black, back beautifully to the methodology as well. So one of the things that was holding me back in my business was the fact that I was the problem solver in my business. So anything that was a challenge problem ended up right in my doorway and, you know, so, you know, solving, trying to solve the problem. Well, that was keeping me in the day-to-day of my business. I was not able to focus on the things that move the needle. I would get sucked into the day each day, mm-hmm. you know, and then I would be like, I was so busy all day today, but I got nothing done and nothing to show for it, you know, other than some solved problems, you know, mm-hmm. um, other people's agendas, basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew it. And my intention always was, I have to empower my employees they need to start start solving problems on their own, you know? And so I would have the best intention, like we talked about, like I need to start asking my employee questions, you know, so that they begin to uh, solve them on their own. Um, and then what would happen is they would come in and I would solve their problem for them. <laughs> so best intention again, but that old programming would kick in and I would automatically do it. My autopilot would solve the problem. So In the methodology, what I did was I put the language in that was something along the lines of anytime somebody comes and stands in my doorway and they have a question, I ask three questions in response. Mm -hmm. So I don't solve the problem. And my first question usually was, well, how do you think you should solve this issue? Mm -hmm. And that would start a dialogue that Mm -hmm. then would, then the next questions would cascade from that. Well, by the time that they, um, we were done doing that, They'd solve the problem. I, in real time, was able to evaluate their ability to solve the problem. They gained confidence, felt empowered. And this whole process of them feeling empowered to solve the, their problem start, uh, uh, came into fruition. And let me just be clear. When I first started doing this um, and put it into my visualization, back to what we talked about earlier, um, first time, they were halfway down the hall before I realized, oh, but I realized it. I recognized that I did it. Then, you know, they would stand in my doorway and I would begin the process, you know, um, and hit and miss sometimes. Then it began to happen consistently without even thinking about it. Well, what was the net result? Let's bring this back to the whole time piece and not having time. An average of 10 to 15 hours of my week back because they were solving their problems on their own. I don't know. I probably get maybe a couple of questions a week that are bigger, like, hey, am I thinking this through right mm-hmm. kind of questions? Um, whereas before it was a revolving door. Right. And so 10 to 15 hours of my week back to work on the things that move the needle in my business, where I can work on my business instead of in my business. Right. So the whole time thing, I'm not buying it. Right, right. Boy, I tell you, when you can create time, how powerful is that? Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the final component is just that scarcity of time. And, and, you know, obviously when, when I started doing this, I was 50 years old. So I was feeling the scarcity of time big time. Cause I knew it's either now or never, I, I either create the exceptional life now in my fifties or it's not going to happen. And so, you know, maybe to wrap this up, um, you know, one thing that I'm fascinated with is this idea that we're there's two journeys that we're always on one is that journey of life that everybody else sees and then the journey that we internally see and and I know with me when when I was uh, in my 30s and 40s 
you know, I, I felt like life was controlling me rather than me controlling my life. And, and, and candidly, I really felt like I was leaving my life up to fate. And I hated that. And so, you know, that's why I felt stressed in my 30s and 40s, because I just didn't feel like I had control of my life. And then when, when I got into my 50s and, and implemented this 12-minute-a-day methodology, boy, complete change. You know, like I said, I, I, all of a sudden, I'm getting up each day confident because of this immense sense of control I have over my life. And, and I see today that the joy is, is playing this game of life at my full potential and, and, and becoming the best version of myself. That, to me, that gives my life meaning. And I'm sort of curious, well, what's been the internal, external journey for you, for you? Yeah, I think for me, you know, real similar. You know, I think when I left my career and started my first business, I was in my mid-30s. And from the external, people saw, oh, my gosh, you know, what a baller. She's left her job. You right. know, she's starting her own business. She's got it together. She's and on the inside. You know, they didn't see me driving home at night, wiping tears from my eyes. Because right. <laughs> right. you know, we started in the middle of a, in the depths of a recession. So I, I think, you know, uh, I was stressed, you know, definitely unfocused all over the place, you know. And so for me, you know, it's been a real similar um, journey uh, uh, to yours, John, where it's completely, it's completely, um, flipped and is the opposite of what I just, so now ha having, um, practiced this method for the last few years, you know, I've control, like we've talked about before, I'm, I'm disciplined. And you mentioned, you said earlier, you said robot. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, I was much more of a robot, mm -hmm. um, prior to doing this, where literally it was on like a treadmill. You know what I mean? We're like, you're going through the motions that autopilot was in full, um, uh, you know, uh, survival mode, survival mode. And, you know, um, it wasn't serving me. Like I was a hundred percent on autopilot, you know, I probably not even 95%, a hundred percent on autopilot right. and it was not serving me, you know? So now the, the journey that I've been on now too is, um, man, I was stressed before I am not stressed. I live in the moment. I don't spend so much time in worry like I did before. Um, you know, and of course it's for me, it's that how I, who I, I have become in the process of this journey. And then the benefit of that has been the financial yeah. aspect of things that we've talked about, but it is this whole idea to, you know, you, you, you talk about um, what you envision on a daily basis in detail is what shows up in your life. Now, some people may have heard that and thought, oh, we're talking about, um, you know, manifestation or this is so different than that. You know, it is the action piece is part of what is in that template. It's the actions that you're going to take and the behavior that you need to exhibit to then have the outcome that you're looking for. That's one of the distinctions. And so for me, the um, who I have become as a result of going through this process and practicing this method is that the benefit of that has been money. It's been my improved relationships in every aspect, not just my marriage, but in every relationship, because you just show up differently. And that energy attracts like energy, John, we had this conversation offline before we jumped yeah. on here about, yeah. you know, um, what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And so that, for me, that's been the journey. Well, you know, it, you, that's so true. You know, people are always, they're either running from the past or they can run to the future. And most people will run to the past and let past wounds be their focus. And, and that just magnifies it. But when you create the ideal you and what you want to accomplish and you, re, you run towards it, 
it's uh, so powerful. And I see as uh, to wrap this up, you know, um, we just believe you and I do and all our clients that, that life is precious, absolutely precious. And, and, um, and, and we want to have immense control over our lives. And, and, and a final story, you know, uh, so I became a grandfather not too long ago. And, uh, and so Jen and I go over to Hannah's house the day after uh, uh, baby Harry was, was born. And so they end up giving this little boy to me and they, they go somewhere else in the house. So I'm holding this little precious boy and uh, I start to cry because I see how precious life is. I'm holding this day old baby and uh, I'm thinking, you know, he's going to live to be a hundred years old. And uh, what he makes of his life is him having the courage to create the life he wants. And, and the success he's going to have is going to be dependent on, on having the proper, uh, uh, mindset on a daily basis and, and not having the false beliefs that I had and you had and Chris O'Connor had and, and our client had, you know, that they controlled their daily actions. I'm going to make sure that, that, uh, he, he has the right understanding of how success works. But, you know, the point of sharing that story is that everybody listings, uh, your life is precious and, this is a way to to take it to to create the exceptional life you want. So, any final words on on that? You know, um, just one more, real quick. I want to give people a visual before we we um, we move on here and say goodbye. It's the it's like that scene for those of you who are old enough to this method for me. You know, and we've talked about this in prior episodes is like that scene in The Wizard of Oz where it goes from black and white to technicolor. That's what happens with your life. You know, so back to that, when we were talking about internal and external journey, right. black and white, technicolor. Yeah. I, I love that you remembered to say that because I love that, that example. You know, life can be so much better than the way most people live it. And so we're honored if we can help you live it uh, to, to the max. So if you want to learn more, uh, go to thinkitbeit.com and you can email me at john at thinkitbeit.com or kelly at thinkitbeit.com. So until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.